Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall. I am your host today, Matt, and with me this week, I have Mike. Uh, hello. I have Edward. Hello. And I have Paolo. General Kenobi. Hello there. <laughs> I can't. I can't do. I can't do General Grievous. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> no, I. I thought. I thought General Grievous was here. What are you talking about? That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was right that's here. Almost, that's almost as good as my Michael Caine impression. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what they should do when they, if they uh, bring him back, is have uh, him played by Michael Caine. I'm for it. I'm for yeah. it. He's hello the... everyone. I'm Michael Caine. Perfect. Oh shit! Perfect. It's Michael Caine. It what a guest. Ah, all right. If you didn't catch the references already this week, we are talking about the Kenobi series, which was it starts about two weeks from the time we're May recording. 27th. May, May 27th. May 27th be with you. That's how it goes, right? What a yeah, missed yeah. opportunity. Like, I, I know a lot of people were complaining about that. They're like, May 4th, May 4th, and then, nope, May 27th. Like, why? Uh, but mm. st- I, I never got May the 4th be with you, other than that's a pun, because the original Star Wars debuted on May 25th. Listen, that is, I think that's all it is. It's, yeah. it is. It is all about branding. It's just for the wordplay. It's that Disney money, and then Revenge of the Fifth. That's the oh. new one. Oh, god damn it. Is yes. the fifth is the fifth attacking us? What's ha- what did we do to the fifth? <laughs> yeah. Is 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 the number five attacking us or just the Listen, fifth? Because like, like fifth, the fifth what? The fifth fifth rhymes with Sith. So but I've always liked word five. Do, yeah. Do, do, yeah, I'm do, a big do, fan do, of quintuplets. What's going on? Do, do you even know the tragedy of May the Fourteenth? The wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, please tell. Is us. that why? Is that why the fifth hates me? Because I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if, like, what if you fill this in? Will, will the fifth stop hating? Us? It's 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 not a date the Jedi would tell you about. Oh, that's <laughs> why. Oh, that's why. That explains a lot. Okay. I. So I'll be honest. I am cautiously reserved but also very excited for the kenobi series hell yeah why are you why why are you so cautious after all of the bangers of star wars content uh aside from like the movies uh like, aside, aside from <laughs> the giant they're, 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 they're not movie yeah. content i mean i love the last jedi but aside from the, aside from like you know seven and nine and like so, i hear great things about mando and all that so my my Airlines, great what do you mean and something I, I didn't want to bring this up so early in the episode, but I guess early. now's as good a time as any. Yeah. Um, uh, spoilers, Cthulhu's in the new one. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 it's not that. It's not that. It's um, damn it. So obviously, Dave Filoni had to have a hand in all of this. Like I have to assume because he is essentially uh, the Luke Skywalker of the Star Wars universe. You know, now that. <laughs> We've come to the realization that he's the only one who can actually make good Star Wars content with Jon Favreau and uh, his team, as opposed to the people who they got to make the the movies. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Okay, do do you do do any of any of you guys, any of you rewatched any of uh, the three the three sequel trilogies, the, the sequel trilogy? Have I kind of want to. I kind of want to rewatch Last Jedi, but that's the only one I want to rewatch. Okay, but I just don't have easy access to it. Yeah, I've actually I, yeah, only I'm, ever seen uh, Force Awakens, and I thought it was fine. Okay, I'm, I'm with Mike on that one. Do you guys have Disney? You guys have Disney Plus, don't you? 
We do. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I do wink, wink, yes. Paolo. Yes. Yes. yes, you do wink, yes. wink. We do. Yes, wink. you do. You do. Wink. It's all there. It's all there. Guys, I'm winking. Can you, can you see it? It's all oh, there. Oh, wow. It's, right. a, it's, an, it's an audio <laughs> podcast. Can you guys see it? I'm winking. I hear but it. Let's let's be honest. None of us, none of us, and I'll be, and I haven't. I have not rewatched any of those movies a single time. Hmm. I could, I could word <laughs> for word probably redo, re re like speak most of those prequel trilogies. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but love for those prequel trilogies as I've gotten older. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Here, here's the problem though: is that all of my problems that I had with the prequels when they had first come out. Uh, this is this is something I always like to say. I'm pretty sure I've said it before on this podcast. Is that if George Lucas was a comedian, he'd be the kind of comedian he would tell a joke, it wouldn't land, but then he would do such a good job explaining why that joke is funny. Everybody would laugh after the after the point. Um, because let's face it, the prequels, a they were made for people that were way younger than us when they had come out. And B, there was so much stuff that just was not explained. Like you didn't understand, you know, Grievous's standpoint. You didn't understand the significance <laughs> of Dooku. Um, you know, you had no idea how badass I mean, the clones were. Now, now, now we know, thanks to books, comics, and the, the ah, amazing Clone War series. So, mm. so that brings up something that I wanted to talk about. But I mean, continue what you were saying. I'm sorry. If there's still something that you wanted to add, please continue because I wanted to bring up something about that. The point I'm trying to get at is that the, those plot holes, when you're those gaps in the story, they could be filled in with what you saw in the original trilogy. The the, the reason why I, I don't want to be too harsh on the latest sequel trilogy is that I don't know what is going to come out of it. Maybe somebody could turn around and come up with a story that explains what happens after Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, you know, like, like, I don't know, maybe like they do some sort of dark empire explanation to better <laughs> set up the, the Palpatine, uh, reveal at the end of rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Just, just something to flesh it out more just because, you know, anybody that was around in the two thousands for the prequel trilogy would tell you that they were panned horrifically at the time. Well, See, I, I, Phantom Menace, they were actually, Phantom Menace was reviewed very highly because remember those, that movie and those movies were technical marvels. So even if you didn't like them, they were pretty because the technology they were pushing was crazy. Yeah, yeah. and the mu- and the music just brightened and the music. Back. Yeah, like yeah. The, they, John Williams, Duel they, Fates. Come on, they <laughs> were they were. But go on a time machine, go on Newgrounds.com, and like you know, late 1999, and you know, <laughs> look at all the anti Jar Jar Binks uh, flash yeah. videos that were around at the time. I mean, you know? listen, Jar Jar was a choice. I yeah. <laughs> So, okay, and and that brings me to what I was going to say to my point about the prequels. Now, are the prequels good because of what was fleshed out afterwards? Or were the prequels good kind of standing back on their own, looking at it with, you know, non-rose-colored glasses? My um, argument... As we are now. I have arguments to be made about that, all right? My argument has... I feel like it's been for a long time, has been that... um, uh, Revenge of the Sith was by far and away the best of the original prequel trilogy. Um, Attack of the Clones is pro- is by far the worst, and uh, Phantom Menace did some cool stuff, but all the really cool stuff that got set up, you know, they they didn't really 
they couldn't cash in on. Now, now here's the thing though, is that now that you know, after watching like the Clone Wars series, all the comics and stuff like that, all the crap that's been going on, even in Legends and New Canon, I think Revenge of the Sith is better than uh, Return of the Jedi. Hmm. I actually don't disagree with that statement. I, I personally Ooh. will rewatch. I, I, I used to, so in the original kind of standings before before I sat down and actually went into the lore and started watching the Clone Wars, because I, I, I'll be honest, I did not watch the animated series when they were released. Um, I watched them after the fact. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll we were in college. Be, yeah, we were. Yeah, that's right. We were in college, and this was supposed to be a children's TV show. Right, right, right. Going exactly. back and rewatching that straight through, the show is not a children's show. It is not show. a children's show. Um, I'm <laughs> I mean, sorry. the first season is. The, the first, first season, season okay. Well, the first season also very is also very disjointed. Um, it, is, yeah. it doesn't follow, like, it, believe it or not, like, there are episodes in season two that take place before some of the episodes in season one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've so read. there's there's yeah, a level sense. of this, there's a level of disjointedness in 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 all of that. But and and that's why I would ask the question, like, do we think that the Kenobi show will be as good as it should be? Like, for some people, will they find it as good as someone like your, myself and you, Matt, who have watched the Clone Wars, who will, will be, like, as excited to see Kenobi come back? You know, if, like, say, for example, um, someone like Ed. Ed, you haven't watched any of the Clone Wars, right? Nope. Negative. Have you watched Rebels? Nope. Have you watched uh, Bad Batch? No, actually. So the uh, well, no. But my favorite part of the Bad Batch is that I keep reading it wrong, and I keep I keep seeing Star Wars the Bad Bitch, and I'm like, that's a show <laughs> yeah. I want to watch. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good show, that's right? A good show. Like, I, I, so, I feel like that would be a show about Lando's crew. Yeah. Mm, so like, yeah. arguably, so like, arguably, is someone like Ed going to find or be as excited for Kenobi? Without all of the quote unquote baggage that comes with what we watch during the Clone Wars. I can answer that. Okay. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you watch uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett? Nope. Could not care any less than I do right now. Um, and I actually called the, uh, cause people like are so like some of my coworkers and whatnot were like, oh my God, like who's Grogu going to choose? He's going to go back with Mando or be a Jedi. I'm like, no stupid. It's Disney. He's going to go back with dad. Everyone's <laughs> happy. It's Disney. Hooray. Yeah. It's dad. Yeah. You know what? To, to that point, um, season your chicken Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to that point though, I almost feel that, um, uh, my big fear was that, like, I was able to hook a lot of people that were not Star Wars fans into the uh, into the Mandalorian, but most of them were not a big fan of the Book of Boba Fett for mm. the episodes that weren't centered on Mando. Um, mm. Of course, I, because they probably don't have all that historic stuff. And, and believe it or not, I've I've recognized a lot of people don't who don't go as deep into the lore. They don't have that same kind of connective tissue that we have with the original movies and yeah. with the prequels well i still it's, think boba fett is still a punk ass bitch because he fights you in a uh, in slave one in uh, shadows of the empire like the <laughs> he's he's, al he's always been a jobber that's that's yeah. his thing like, yeah. he gets robbed on he he looks cool and that's why people remember him but 
but what I'm getting at though is that like uh, the the book of Boba Fett. Honestly, like I I was starting to tune out on that show before the Mando episodes, and once the Mando episodes came on, I was like, all right, let's go. This is good now. So they, so they didn't make him like the tuxedo mask of the Star Wars universe, like I thought they would. No, yeah, they yeah, didn't. I, yeah, not, not knowing a lot about uh, Book of Mando, or uh, uh, sorry, Book of Boba Fett. I'm screwing this up here. Good. Is he just a jobber the whole show? And then like they do the Mando episodes, and it's like, oh, this is <laughs> no, he, the he, interesting he, thing now. Yay, baby, no, you know, you know, baby Yoda Grogu. No, you He's know what confused. happens? You know what happens? He tries eggs. to Yeah, he tries to go face. That's basically the plot of the book of Boba. Nobody uh see wow. listen, they tried to do that. WWF tried to do that. They 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 took a perennial jobber and they tried to turn him into a baby face. It did not wow. work for Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Barry Horowitz <laughs> was not a huge star. But it worked, but it worked for The Rock. Yeah, no, but because that's but, the rock. But the rock yeah. was a no. jobber when he no, first joined the no, WWE. We, he was a jobber. No, he was not his debut Rocky match was, was, was not a jobber. Tactical. He was the blue chipper. He was the lone survivor at Survivor Series '96. <laughs> that's true. I won his debut. It's not that he was a jobber. He was pushed to the. They strapped the fucking rocket to his back, and he was a smiley douchebag babyface. Nobody liked him. They were chanting yeah. "Die, Rocky, die!" So he turned into a dickhead. Because people wanted him dead, so he's like, fuck you. And then they're like, wait a minute, this guy's great. This guy's real good at the talky thing. He's look got the charisma. Fanny. Yeah, look yeah. at that fanny pack and that sweater. Fucking oh, he great. Rocked, he rocked that in the ring? I need to see that, man. <laughs> no. Okay, okay, fair, fair. That's not a, that's not a valid, okay, I guess that's not a valid uh, argument. I'm just... I'm just saying, is that the reason why Book of Boba Fett, why the purely Boba episodes didn't work, is they're trying to make a career heel into a baby face. And it, Which can work. Uh, but it didn't. It, 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 it can if you do it right. And, and he's not a career heel. Uh, Boba Fett, like I said, he's a fucking jobber. Are we? Are we? He okay, cool. Is he? Is he Roman Reigns? Is that? Is that who we no. can make a comparison to? No, that was Rocky <laughs> Maivia. <laughs> they shoved you down. That they shoved him down your throat. And then they turn him heel eventually, and it's like, oh no, Roman's doing good. Roman's doing good things now. Look at look at him. Look at him walking into places and going, "Name of town, acknowledge me." And then he just stands there. It's great. Like, <laughs> it's great. The 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 point I'm trying to get he doesn't at wear a bulletproof is... vest anymore. He's not even wearing the vest anymore. He took it off, and he's fucking jacked. He's ripped. I can't stop laughing because the, the name of town acknowledge me. That just reminds me of the uh, the 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 alien from Venture Brothers. So good. Huh? Who just walked ignore around me. just going ignore me. He's the Galactic Inquisitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, but, but for real, he's the Galactic Inquisitor. No, no. Speaking of Inquisitors, though, that's what's going to be interesting about this show is because it's going to introduce the Grand Inquisitors. The like Mon Mothma? Were... No. <laughs> Did you say like Mothra? Mon Mothma. She's very Mon... important. Mon Mothma has been Mon Mothma has been around since the Clone Wars. And she's yeah, not she's an Inquisitor. Great. She's a um yeah, she's, she's a galactic she's senator. A... You gotta ask questions as a senator. She's no, inquisitive. No, no but, but for real though, because my, my thinking is <laughs> is that Mandalorian worked because they had a fresh character. You know, they, they got to write a whole subsection of Mandalorian lore. Dude, they got to explore that. But Boba the Grand Fett Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor has been around since Rebels. Not many. I never want to see Rebels. I know the Grand Inquisitors from the Vader comics. I know the Grand Inquisitors from Rebels. 
I don't know them. Or how are yeah, they? I don't, I don't, nice? I don't know them either. So, yeah. they ask so questions? <laughs> what, what, is, what are the favorite foods? Can you tell me? So basically the Inquisitors are Darth Vader's uh, like like death squadron, basically. Like they essentially they are Jedi Knights that were or force sensitive that failed at being Jedi's and then they're tortured and con- and like kind of converted to the dark side okay and they're trained like, to be like super su- super dark side jedi they're his wow. uh sentai de- death squad gotcha yes they're his sentai death squad i mean they even they wear a uniform ro- yeah did they get robots yeah. uh they uh, some of them yeah they have so they have like little drones uh, oh. i believe one of the things that they do mention is like one of the things that he forces them to do is they have to cut off their arm oh why why well why why which one why yeah yeah uh, also which one essentially so one of the things about the dark side is that the dark side manifests through fear hatred pain things of the sort so the reason that vader is so powerful the dark side and this is this is i i want to say it's canon but i don't know if it's been like explained in canon but essentially the pain that he is in because of like essentially being burned his suit is like itchy his legs like the 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 all the all the mechanical parts that are attached to him are not um they're not comfortable he lives in constant pain he lives in co- in this constant state of discomfort so it makes him both angry it keeps him in pain and he uses ev- and all that hatred that he feels towards the people that he blames for everything that happened to him that channels the dark side into vader and makes him more powerful basically yeah yeah, no so i was gonna say so basically the arm being cut off and being given a a um robotic arm essentially is so that you could channel the dark side through your pain wait so Mm. so you do that but then then vader gets your arm power is that that what you're telling me no No. vader doesn't get your arm power but essentially it's so that you (laughs) You are able to channel your dark side powers through the pain that you feel as a result of the pain that you've inflicted upon yourself for that. Yeah, it ba- basically it's just a giant metaphor for Anakin Skywalker holding on to the pain of losing Padme. That's that's the way to really think about it. I, I don't know if cutting off your arms is a metaphor, man. Well, no, no, I'm talking about. Um, about I, know, Vader. I, know, I know, no, because. <laughs> Because yeah, not everyone in, else. <laughs> yeah, because it's always been in canon that when he gets put into his suit at the end of um, Revenge of the Sith, yeah, yeah, it's all outdated equipment, and it was just mm-hmm. a temporary thing. And then he's like, "No, no, this is making me mad and uncomfortable, and it makes me more pissed off and more focused." So I'm going to roll with this. I didn't realize that that was it was his choice. I thought like it was a temporary thing, and then Palpatine was like, "No, leave him in it." Yeah, yeah, kind, kind of. No, actually, no. He was like, no, no, it's cool, bro. I'll, I'll stay in here. I'll, you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, but, but really, we've, we've bought you new equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, but it's here. Why, why it's are right you? Over the, here. Why are you the Palpatine from Robot Chicken? <laughs> that's that's the Palpatine works. you're doing. <laughs> it does. It works really. But good. why wouldn't? Why wouldn't he just talk like that all the time? <laughs> I mean. He may as well. <laughs> I, I I love that. No, but in, in all seriousness, that is essentially what the Inquisitors are. They're basically tortured Jedi who become his hit squadron as he goes out to hunt other Jedi, like other Jedi that still escaped Order 66. Yeah, That's, and yeah. 
I, I mean, if I recall correctly in Rebels, not to give spoilers or anything, but you come to find out that the Grand Inquisitor was one of the Jedi high, uh, the, the Jedi Temple Guardians. Oh, yeah, that's one of the jobs you get when you flunk out of Jedi Academy. Uh, wow. Apparently, yeah. So he's he's one of the Temple Guardians and his his big thing was he needed to be he was supposed to protect the Jedi Temple and he failed at that. And I believe because he failed at that is why he becomes an Inquisitor. Oh, okay, okay. I think I that's a really good question. They have a really cool. They're like I don't know why they didn't do more of this. They have this lightsaber thing that essentially it's two lightsabers that are attached, right? It's a it's a lightsaber staff, but it's got a hinge that lets you the lightsaber kind of fold in on itself, and you could double like basically have a double lightsaber thing to carry. Yo, that's awesome. That's I like that. And the the design on that lightsaber, those yellow. Um, Temple Guard lightsabers are so cool. <laughs> you see, because I remember in the comics, like just in like literally one panel, Chev is like, all right, Vader, um, here's some Inquisitors for you. Go, go, go clean up what you missed in Order 66. It's a little bit more complicated than that. And I think they may explore that in, in the Kenobi series, although they may not. They may just give tell us here are the Inquisitors. These are who they are. We kind of have explained them. And now you need to know. But for like someone like me who's watched, you know, rebels which and rebels rebels is really good i'm sorry people who hated rebels because of the 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 style being a little bit different than clone wars get over yourselves go <laughs> watch it it is one of the best fatty prince jr uh shows ever made he's the by the way he's oh. the main he's one of the main characters voices he's the voice he just said that he's character. it's it's uh, one of the breast freddy prince jr and i totally agree <laughs> yeah he oh, wow wow Listen, what he gets pair. to fight his he gets to fight his wife on the show. It's fine. Yo. He fights Sarah wow. Michelle Geller on the show. Oh, yeah, he fights Buffy. Let's go. Fight your <laughs> wife. Don't fight your wife. She plays she actually she's the voice actress for one of the other Inquisitors. The, That's awesome. The seventh sister, I think her name is. He's either oh, the seventh or the sixth no. sister, I forget. But yeah, she's the voice actress for for that, for her. <laughs> I'm trying um, to remember which one you fight in uh, in the uh, Fallen Order. I think it was the fourth sister. So they, like I said, they've been introducing these characters for a little while now. Like we have to, but you got to go deep. It's true. That's true. But then again, that's my question now. So will people who have not gone deep? So my, okay. So I'll give you an example. My sister, my sister loves Star Wars. Loves. But she hasn't watched Clone Wars. She hasn't watched The Mandalorian. She's only watched the movies. I know. Hmm, yeah. Well, okay. No, go ahead. What's your, what's your train of thought on that? Uh, my train of thought is kind of like, um, oh God, like when I'm watching uh book of Boba Fett with my wife, she okay. doesn't, she's not a big star Wars fan. So when Cad Bane shows up, I'm like, Oh fuck. It's Cad Bane. She goes, who? My like, wife like, had the opposite reaction. Really? <laughs> yeah. She's, she goes, books she's like, <laughs> she goes, she, we we're watching. She's like, wait, Oh shit, that's the blue dude! Oh hell yeah. The blue dude from Clone Wars! Oh like, shit, it's yes. April 65. Yes. Oh god. I mean, I knew exactly who it was. I just couldn't remember his name. And she's like, with the voice! And like that's his big like and the hat, because the hat is oh, his hat. other big yes. thing. The hat, of course. Of course. Oh, he won the um, voice. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my sister, for example, like I'll I, I have I, I speaking of which I have to text her and ask her if she's gonna watch Kenobi. Um, Green was his coach. 
<laughs> and, and and I that's actually what I'm curious about is like, will Kenobi be as big as something like the Mandalorian? I mean, a lot of people really hated the way Hayden Christensen played Anakin Skywalker. I feel like that is they're kind of coming around on that, though, because like like you said, now that we kind of have better context for the uh, the prequels, people are excited to see Hayden Christensen do a better job. And he's. I don't want to say like he wants to do a better job or like he, he feels like he has to. But that's kind of the like like the vibe I'm getting with him coming in mm-hmm. here. Like he feels like he's got something to prove. That's true. I also think if he's taken the time to see what they did in Clone Wars with the um, Anakin Skywalker character. Well, I feel like uh, I read somewhere you, you might have even told me that he uh, in prep for the show watched uh, Rebels and Clone Wars. I hope so, because I can't even begin to tell you how fantastic the characters of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi are in in Clone Wars. Yeah, I mean, it makes oh. that whole you are my brother like that whole that whole scene actually oh. means something. Yeah, I, I did. I recently did a um a full rewatch of essentially starting Star Wars from the beginning. Uh, so I watched Phantom Menace. I watched uh, Attack of the Clones and then I watched Clone Wars and then I rewatched revenge of the sith and that scene that that battle between kenobi and and anakin oh that hits so hard now <laughs> so hard not that it didn't hit hard in the original it hits harder now because right. now you have the real context you see everything that happened um between the two of them during the clone wars like the Clone Wars is no longer just this this story that old man Kenobi tells Luke Skywalker in, in A New Hope that happened. Like, you you fought with my father in the Clone Wars? Like, that was it. And then, like, a little bit, like, a little bit out, he was the best pilot. And, like, I've seen videos where people have kind of, um, they've done, like, oh, a supercut. Like, yeah, yeah, they like have like yeah. flashbacks. They give him flashbacks during that. Yeah, scene. so basically, yeah. It, it, it's him, it's Alec Guinness, sitting sitting back saying uh like he they intersperse his lines but instead of it being like as direct as his lines are you just get super cuts of like their moments together through the clone wars and through everything else that have like the movies and clone wars and you're just like god damn that's cool there's a fan theory that obi-wan is a alcoholic that has severe ptsd from the clone wars and they and to support that they bring up um like you know certain parts of some films where like you know in the cantina and moss eisley where what does he do immediately when he walks in he gets a drink for example and stuff like that or you know the way he downplays whenever he talks about the clone wars you know people people try to retcon it a little bit to make that work but i mean but like you know think about it though he was one of the biggest generals in the clone wars he trained the guy that's currently terrorizing the entire galaxy like he's been through some shit by the time um, a new hope comes around. And I'm also really excited that um, one of the theories, and this was a, this was a fan theory for a while, and it, it may just have been a throwaway dialogue. Um, when, when Vader and Kenobi fight on the death star, um, the line that, that Vader says to Kenobi is, uh, we meet again at last. Now, mm. a lot of people took that to say that they, like uh, most people are under the assumption that they haven't 
fought each other or haven't met each other since the fight on Mustafar. Right. But with Hayden Christensen returning, there has been, there was a very vocal group at one point that were saying, no, at some point, Kenobi met Vader again. They fought again. That wasn't their last, their last duel um, before he became, um, you know, Vader was mm -hmm. not Mustafar. It, there was another fight in between that. Oh, so that's really what a lot of people are thinking. This Kenobi series is going to build up to. You know what? Sometimes those retcons could actually work out really good. I think the best example I could think of is uh, Rogue One. Like, <laughs> literally, the Rebellion ship, um, you know, in the original movie, you know, the, the ship just looks like it's minding its own business and all of a sudden gets boarded by a, uh, um, a, a, you know, the, um, the, the Star Destroyer. Yeah. After watching Rogue One, it literally broke away from a Star Destroyer five minutes before it gets captured again. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when you see that opening dialogue where Princess Leia is talking sassy to Darth Vader, it's like, what are you talking about? This is this is a, a peaceful mission. What the fuck are you talking about? When, you know, now in the current canon, they oh, literally yeah. broke away like five minutes before they got captured, boarded again. She literally, she, she, she lied to the man's face. That is a petulant daughter lying to her father straight in the face right that, that but that is so petulant, and that is exactly what someone like anakin skywalker would have fucking done to to kenobi when they was being raised by him guaranteed exactly which guaranteed like, which like i've heard some fans outcry about the uh, the potential of anakin and obi-wan meeting again um honestly they can make it work i am i am open to anything i i I, I don't know. I have high hopes for the show. I'm I'm going to try to keep an open mind. I am not going to, you know, be one of those, you know, annoying, insufferable pricks that is like, well, it, it doesn't fall canon, you know. Listen, at this point, you have to you have to come to the realization canon is whatever Disney decides it is. Yeah. And like I'm, I I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's coming from um Dave Filoni as opposed to like Upper Disney. And that Dave Filoni worked with, I forget who the showrunner is uh, for the Kenobi movie, for the Kenobi show. Um, can somebody look that up for me? I'm sorry, I, for, I completely forgot who it is. Because uh, it's not John Favreau, it's not Filoni, but I know Filoni, if, if Filoni is not involved, then I am concerned. I think he is. <laughs> he has to be. He's supposed to be keeper of the archives now. Uh, looks like um, Amini and Deborah Chow. And what have they done? Oh, I think they've done episodes of um, of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Deborah Chow, to be frank. I'm not, first time I've heard that name, honestly. I don't follow this stuff very closely, though. Wait, don't get me wrong. They could be just, they could be fantastic. The she, was the director, I... she was the director of The Mandalorian. Uh, she also used Dave. She also used Dave Filoni as uh, a consultant for the show. Oh, okay, good. There were, good, there were times good, that good, she good, felt good, overwhelmed good. while directing it and oh. used him as a consultant. She also directed Better Call Saul two Ooh. seasons ago, American Gods, Mr. Robot. She what what uh, a lot of what TV seasons? Stuff? What seasons of Mr. Robot and uh, Better Call? Uh, um, what was the thing you said right before that? Better, Better Call, Call Saul uh, and American Gods. American Gods, yeah, yeah. Well, what seasons of American Gods and um, um, Mr. Robot? Robot was 2015. American Gods is 2019. I don't know what seasons those are off the top I of my think, head. I think I think 2015 was the first or second season of Mr. Robot. I mean, those first two seasons are probably the best seasons. 
I was about to say it fell off around season. I was, I think the, the last season it kind of falls off. Uh, it looks like she did directing for season one, which good. Cause the uh, season one of American gods. Pretty good. Yeah, no, she, she has a really solid resume. I, I again, have high hopes. That's exciting. That's great. Because the director, the director, even though they may not be the person who's writing everything, they are the ones who give the actors the cues and what they what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it will be a better experience than what we got from like like. So, for example, Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. No, not at all. But He's actually good. I feel as though the reason that his acting was not that great is because the dialogue that George Lucas gives is not great. Well, like that, even sorry, that, that and he smashed. A lot of people don't realize this. He smash cut. Uh, sentences together so he would have you record one sentence you know like you know you say you had to recite a paragraph you would recite the paragraph then he'd make you do it again then he'd make you do it again but he'd like give you a little bit of a different direction and then he would smash cut the different lines together so sometimes the tones were just totally out of place Mm, okay that makes sense See, that's and that is a concern uh, for me. But if that's the case and we don't have that same issue, we may get a better version of. Um, of Hayden Christensen as as I don't I would. And that's the question. Is he are we going to see Anakin in, in flashbacks? Are we going to see him play Vader? Obviously, I doubt we're going to have to we're going to have James Earl Jones reprising his role as the voice of Vader. So are we going to get to see Vader outside of his armor? I mean, if it is, he's going to be in a back to tank. Yeah, um, that's, he's kind of horribly burned. I, like, I, there are so many questions what? What I still mean? have about what like, the oh, yes, idea well, of Hayden Christensen coming back. What are they doing with that? I actually, honestly, uh, <clears throat> you saying that now is the first time I'm hearing that he's coming back. Oh, really? You hadn't heard he was coming back. That was supposed I- to be a big deal. I'm completely in the dark. I just know Ian, Ian McGregor is back. I'm super excited about it. I'm in the You're same boat as your sister. Like, I've only seen the movies. I have not seen any of the other stuff. I go off vibes. And, you know, That's fair. it makes That's sense. Fair. The, the prequels make sense to me just on a movie-making level. I mean, I'm not going to say they're fantastic, amazing movies, but I do enjoy them as their silly space movies. Listen, if you get a chance, I do highly recommend it. And this goes for everybody. Like, I cannot gripe on it enough that you should try to watch the clone wars not not as Mm. like a required viewing i don't want to say it's a required viewing but but like it's just really good it's good tv honestly there are guides you can find online that tells you which episodes you can skip don't skip any of them that's fair i'm just just it is the first season I wanted to say the first season's kind of hard. The first season I admit is a little bit harder, but like the second season and onward, like the seizure, the whole storyline with the siege of Mandalore. Oh my God. Um, everything that you come to find out about Darth Maul, even though we're not getting Darth Maul, which is the thing that people were like clamoring for with this Kenobi series. Um, that's okay because the whole Darth Maul storyline in clone wars is just chef's kiss. Sam Witwer as Mar- Darth Maul, to this day, like I, I that range on that man, like the fact that he could channel uh that the the psych the psychoticness of Darth Maul is fantastic. I feel bad because like I feel like this episode's becoming go watch the Clone Wars and then watch Kenobi. No, you can and then you just don't have to, to just watch oh. more things Sam Whitworth's in. He's great. Oh, yeah. and, sh- and, sh- and shout out to the Pong Krell saga. That was good. 
Oh, and also one of the characters that, that that has kind of become a staple in a lot of the Star Wars stuff at Disney. Um, what's his name? The pirate. Who's name? No, there's a specific pirate with. Uh, like the... Oh, Hondo. Jack, Hondo. Jack Hondo. Hondo Onaka is one of the other great additions to the Star Wars saga that has ever been. Hondo Naka is your scoundrel. It, 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 Essentially, he I think he fires a gun maybe six times in like the 30 or so episodes that he's in of the Clone Wars. Um, but every episode that he's in is him literally swindling everybody that he's uh, in the episode. He, he swindles his own gang. He swindles he himself. He, he literally tries to kidnap a, a cruiser full of uh, Padawans. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does try to kidnap a cruiser full of Padawans with Ahsoka in it. Yeah. Wow. No, and he's still considered a good guy. I know. <laughs> what a good guy. Uh, that's wow. another great episode, too, with the Padawans. That was. That was. The little Padawan thing. That was so cool. Yeah, what the hell's the name of the Wookiee? He was, he was a cool character. Oh, I vi- know he's dead. I vibe with that Wookiee Padawan. <laughs> Not only that, but he had a cool lightsaber because he had like a little wooden hilt attached to it. Right? Too. I think it was so I, I, cool. I, that, that, that's, again, the coolest parts of Star Wars are all the parts that are not the movies. Right? Wow. What a slam. What a, you know so what? You know what? Come Gungi. on. Kenobi's going to be great. All right. You know what? Fine. Kenobi's going to be great. Go watch it. I, I just hope that in this series, he goes back to the space diner. I needed to see Dexter Jetster, or whatever his name was. Supposedly, he's coming back. Oh, hell yeah. Let's oh, make yeah. it happen. Hype. I'm hype. I'm oh, hype. Hell yeah. All right. We'll be back. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I am. Senate. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, and we are back. All right. Well, me and Paul just got done talking for the last half hour. Uh, yeah, my, my, my mic and I weren't here. It's fine. Oh, no, really? Okay. Works. You just walked away from your headsets. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah, I got so hydrated. Yeah, I uh, I got some water. I got some snacks. <laughs> oh man goodness all right so part of that conversation me and paula were having was some lesser known facts about obi-wan's backstory that might come up in this show you know i i, I have to i have to bring it up it, it's something that i am thinking about and i'm just like there's there's so much about the kenobi character that people don't know his birthday's in may <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. And and a lot of that is explained in in the Clone Wars. So like we were talking about we one of the things we mentioned was like a lot of these random characters that could come back could pop up as part of the story like someone like Hondo Onaka who's like a pirate that was introduced in mm-hmm. essentially in, in, in a Kenobi episode. So like Clone Wars would focus on like different different parts of the the clone wars so there would be an arc where kenobi was off on his own doing his own thing anakin was off on his own doing his own thing with ahsoka or ahsoka was on her own doing her own thing um with other characters or or even yoda like we got a lot of stuff with yoda uh towards the the tail end of the clone wars where he discovered a bunch of stuff too um there is ample possibility to i think in in the six episodes kind of fill more of Kenobi's story and flesh him out as a character even more than what he was to the casual viewer. Um, 
namely because there is i mean this might be just me but like there i in my opinion kenobi is one of my favorite characters and he's a character that we've only like most casual viewers will only have explored through the movies and i don't like he's likable but i don't feel like he's the kind of likable where people are like oh kenobi's my favorite character Ugh. i yeah, maybe you're right I don't know. I mean, he's one of my favorite parts of the prequels, but it, that might just be Ewan McGregor. Exactly. That might just be Ewan McGregor. Like, and I feel that's why I'm excited for this. He's back yeah, in the role. I mean, and couldn't you say that that like that is your failure? Like, why, why wouldn't that be your favorite character? Like, like, why couldn't that be someone's favorite character if they're like they really enjoy him as him? Like, isn't that the same thing as like, oh, man, Jack Sparrow's the best part of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just Johnny Depp playing a character. Hmm. But at the same time, we have so much. Um, uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah, we do. It's no, super no, oversaturated. So <laughs> so we much. have so much more of Kenobi to explore. So did you guys know that um, Kenobi actually had a similar situation to Anakin where he was in love with a woman? Except he chose the Jedi Order unlike Anakin who didn't choose the Jedi Order. OK, I know what you mean, but like <laughs> yeah, he's similar to Anakin. He like like smooched a girl and like hold her head, like yeah. held her hand. Well, there's a whole like that's a whole thing. And I don't know if I really want to like give too many spoilers on it, but they actually explore um, and we may see it in flashbacks during the, the Kenobi series. Um, he has essentially adventures and I wouldn't call it an affair, but like it's heavily implied that he was in love with the Duchess Satine Kreese, who is the elected representative of the peaceful Mandalore. So this is like a Mandalore. There's a whole storyline in the Clone Wars where Mandalore is a peaceful society as opposed to Mandalore that we know, which is people in armor shooting at you as bounty hunters and like with Mandalorian, uh, uh, you know, armor and whatnot. They literally invent the shotgun to counter Jedi and yeah. Yeah, so essentially wow. the Mandalorian people <laughs> they bring a gun to a sword fight. Yeah, yes, exactly. They literally do. <laughs> okay, so, I got to I got to uh, watch Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. Now let's go. It's 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 not in there, but there, there's always I don't give like, a fuck. These guys bring guns to sword fights. Let's go. Yeah, not blasters. Literal guns are called slug throwers in canon. And yeah, there there's always the meme being made of a of a Mandalorian holding a slug thrower going, "Parry this, you filthy casual." <laughs> or flamethrowers too. That was the other thing because if I recall correctly, the Mandal basically Mandalorian armor was made to counter Jedi. Right, right. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian people are literally Jedi counters. It's the rock to their uh, their 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 scissors. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Please, exactly. please not the Jedi. Everyone too strong. <laughs> I mean, or, they did. That's what the Sith did. Or the or the Rocky Maivia to their Steve Austin, but yeah. yeah. Oof. Got it. Ao. I don't. Hey, argue, hey, I don't hey. argue that. I don't listen. I have to say this: the only two people who I would say, the only one person who I would say was better than Steve Austin and The Rock during the Attitude Era, was Chris Jericho because he beat both of them in one night. He did beat them both in one night. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> oh, he the, broke the walls down. Uh, you should ask him where his wife was on January sixth. Oh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I hope. I hope she was safe. Uh, was she drunk on Jericho Hall? <laughs> She's a Jericho-holic. Yeah. Did, uh, yeah. Were the walls coming down where she was? I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> In any case, going back to what I was talking about. So, um, 
like the whole storyline with Maul and Kenobi, Maul basically kills, assassinates, and starts the Mandalorian Civil War um, because he hates Kenobi. And then kills his girlfriend. Yo, I love yeah. that. No, he's he's totally right. I'm yeah, not yeah. kidding. No, no. <laughs> Yo, he starts a civil war and kills the guy's girlfriend. He's like, what's good? Not you. Exactly. He Rude. orchestrates. No, Maul orchestrates the entire Mandalorian civil war because he hates Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love it. Well, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi cut him in half and gave him the uh, made him go get spider legs, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he literally gets thrown into a trash planet. But the whole thing with Maul was, though, is that uh, Sheev was telling him that, like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the Sith Master. You're my apprentice. When in reality, Chef was still the apprentice. Right, right, right. So by Obi-Wan killing Maul, Maul thought he lost his shot at becoming the next Jedi uh, Sith uh, Sith Master. Ah. It's, a, it's also more complicated than that, because by the end of the Clone Wars, Maul is aware of Palpatine's plan, which is essentially to turn Anakin Skywalker to the dark side and make him his new apprentice. So he once again orchestrates some bullshit on Mandalore because, you know, Mandalore for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. That's what you do. That's what you do. Um, and he his whole purpose was to try to trick Kenobi and Anakin to show up so that he could kill Anakin Skywalker to <laughs> stop him from becoming the 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 new the, the new apprentice the, the new apprentice but what they didn't expect was that Anakin would send Ahsoka and Ahsoka would end up having to fight Maul and then Maul trying to convince Ahsoka to join him so that they could take down Anakin you see this is why I really hope in a Kenobi series if they if they introduce a little bit of Maul it's gonna be fucking amazing they're not gonna give us any Maul who would, you get, who would you get to play? What if they did though? What if we like? What if that was the big swerve that like we're not getting Darth Maul, we're not getting Darth Maul, we're not getting Darth Maul, uh, and then we do. I was about to say the VA from Darth Maul played him in the uh, in Solo. Oh, Sam Whitworth really? played him in Solo. I didn't realize yeah. that. I, th I thought they I, had gotten Ray Park to do it. They, I think they used his voice, and they might have used Ray Park. I don't remember because Ray Park only says like three lines in the Phantom Menace. Right, yeah. but okay. So fun fact in the the last season of Clone Wars, because essentially, so Clone Wars gets canceled at the end of season six. Um, they tell them, you're not gonna, we're not gonna tell you more of the story. Fan feedback was so big, they pulled a, a Young Justice and they brought it back um, a couple of years ago. We get the last season, which is essentially the entirety of the Siege of Mandalore. The last season of Clone Wars takes place Basically, everything leading up to and at one point during Revenge of the Sith. Right. So see, the Siege of Mandalore is actually happening just before. So like um, when at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, when Kenobi and Anakin are storming the um, uh, Grievous' ship, at the same time, Ahsoka is at the Siege of Mandalore fighting Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. like you actually see at one point during the end but okay so just to kind of go back to what i was saying so during that fight between ahsoka and darth maul they actually for the first time in the series they mo-capped that fight so oh, they cool. brought back Ooh. they brought back they brought back ray park they fought they found That's an actress cool. 
they found an actress to play the Ahsoka, the, the Ahsoka body double. And they, they actually did that fight in mocap. That's cool. And oh, then they, they re they redubbed it, reanimated it, and then redubbed it with the voice actors. Um, That's cool. To do everything. And that fight is probably hands down one of my favorite fucking fights uh, in all of Star Wars. Like even more than just the fights that we see on the screen, like on the actual movies. If you just Google Ahsoka versus Maul, that that fight is just, oh, just so good. It is. So good. Real quick. Um, um, Yeah. So Sam Witwer was not the live action version of Maul, but he, he was his voice. Oh, so good. He was, he, he was not the actor who was done up as him, but uh, was the voice. Which is not for nothing. Have you seen Sam Witwer? Like Sam Witwer, he could it. he could totally put on like five pounds of muscle, get him you know get get himself in good shape, and could one hundred percent do it. Wow, you're putting a lot on Sam Witwer's plate. Like he's busy. Why, why do you think he has time to work out like this? Come on, <laughs> the man's a voice actor. Listen, uh, <laughs> or, former uh, movie trivia showdown Star Wars champion and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, team's partner in the Force Bros, Sam Witwer, he could do anything. I mean, yeah, oh my God, I just realized I just realized they were totally acting with each other during Rebels. Because, yeah. yeah, they were acting together, but voice yeah, yeah, acting they're, together. They're actually pretty good friends in real life. I completely forgot that that is what happens because Freddie Prince Jr. is the main character in, in Star Wars Rebels and Darth Maul is in I forget what season it is of Rebels that they, they reintroduce him back into the story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be cool if they give some oh, sort just... of a call out to that during Kenobi because that that'd be perfect. Because then you got you got Kenobi who's trying to hide out on Tatooine, uh, as hinted by the trailers. You, you got the Inquisitors trying to clean up Order sixty six, and then you got Maul just being a fucking menace. See, so I wonder if the if the situation is so Kenobi's obviously on Tatooine. They know like if the Inquisitors are coming to Tatooine, they know Kenobi is on Tatooine. Why does nobody else know that Kenobi's on Tatooine? Well, the old canon explanation is that Anakin doesn't want to go to Tatooine. Uh, a, because it brings he back hates sand. two people movies. And B, sand. Yes. He hates sand. It, it's oh, rough and it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Like, we know this. Uh, I know this. Dude, every time I go to the beach, I say that. I mean, yeah, every time I'm at the beach, I'm like, yeah, fucking Anakin had a point. Yeah, this. Like I literally will walk onto the will walk onto the beach and it goes. I hate the sand. It's coarse and it's rough, but it gets everywhere. I just, I just repeat that line. I just walk on the boardwalk and shake my fist out at the ocean because sand is next to it. Like I hate that. <laughs> but like I said, there's so much they can explore with this Kenobi show. I like. I'm almost worried that like six episodes is not enough. I I agree. I mean, they're probably going to hyper focus. I mean, we know there's going to be huge plot points with the Inquisitors. Yeah, because we've seen it in the trailers. We've seen so much of it in trailers. They're established so much in the expanded universe right now. I, they bring up the fact that um, Lars absolutely knows about Kenobi wanting to train Luke when he becomes of age. Oh, Uncle Lars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, L- is he another, Uncle. Uh, Deep cut character? No, he's no. the he's Luke's basically adopted father. He was he was introduced technically first in the Clone Wars. Remember, because when Shmi gets uh, uh, abducted by the Sand People, okay, he was the chronologically. Uh, I don't chrono- remember chronologically <laughs> uh-huh. in the it, chronologically in the order of release. He's introduced in A New Hope. 
He's in A New Hope. He's one of the kids, though. In, no. Um, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, was, in, yeah, yeah. Because remember, the, the guy had no legs. Yeah. The, oh, that's Lars the, has no legs. Boy. No, Lars has legs. That's his son. The guy yeah. who has no legs, that's his, that's his dad. Lars' is dad. Also, he's small. He has no legs. Uncle, Uncle, yeah, Lars, yeah, yeah. And, Uncle Lars and Anaru, okay. as Kenobi obviously at some point has a confrontation with Lars during the, one of the trailers that we saw, uh, basically trying to say, you know, he's got to be trained. And That's so interesting to me because he's just he just drops off this baby. He's like, here you go. You can raise him. And then when the time comes, he's like. Let I'm me try that him. one more time. <laughs> hey, yeah. like, but but even in A New Hope, though, there's a scene where Lars is even telling Luke that like, oh, yeah, old Ben. Oh, stay away crazy. from old stay Ben. Away. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's going to get wrapped up in that whole force bullshit. That's right. He's an old wizard. Exactly. He calls he's him. He calls him an old wizard. He calls him an old wizard. That's right. He does. And I have a yeah. feeling that they're going to touch on that because so I have a feeling the Kenobi series absolutely is taking place before the last fight between Maul and Kenobi on Tatooine that happens in Rebels. Oh, it has to. It has to. Um I don't know. You know what might be interesting though is that it's going to explore some of the political ramifications because they always talk about how um Tatooine was never like really incorporated into the old uh, Galactic Republic and things like that. Right. So like, I think they're going to explain like how come the majority of the galaxy didn't give two fucks about the Jedi. Not just that, but the majority of the galaxy didn't give two fucks about Tatooine. That's the point. So if you're on Tatooine and you're like, oh, hey, there's these things called Jedi. I was like, what the fuck have they done for me lately? Nothing. Nothing. Zero things. So I don't know, man. All I, all I know point. is I'm I'm super excited for the series now that we're we're talking about it. I didn't I didn't want to be. I wanted to just kind of chill and relax about it and be like, I'll just watch it when I'm. I hope it's uh, good. I'll, I'll give it a so go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna have to watch this day one. Like, okay, I'll go watch this series because no, they're gonna drop it every week as opposed to just one shot. Oh, well, that's they're, good. They're, they're debuting the first two episodes on day one though. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'll have two hours to watch. That's good. Fine. No, and the, and the good night. thing about that, I mean, like I, I do kind of like the, uh, you know, these these streaming platforms dropping the the entire season. Like it's kind of neat, but it's also like, oh man, now I got to make sure I can find eight hours to watch this whole thing so I don't get spoiled. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. If you're if you're especially locked into like social media, like yeah, it's like, I gotta watch it now so no spoilers. Like I gotta be, fun I gotta fact. be a part okay. of the thing. I gotta be a part of the thing. Fun fact. Social events. I have I have so far managed to avoid spoilers for Doctor Strange, and I haven't I haven't watched it yet. You know what's and funny? Same here. When you had mentioned that um you had seen uh or like that you hadn't seen um the new movies like like the, the new trilogy like more than mm-hmm. once, I was gonna be like, yeah, but you probably saw Doctor Strange a dozen times because that's what you do. Yeah, that's what I do. I have not yet watched the movie. Uh, I will probably go see it very soon. I want to go see it very soon, uh, but to the court, but my current uh. Situation doesn't allow me, but yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's getting better, and I will I will yeah. go watch it soon. Yeah, but yeah. but I will, and hopefully I'll still have avoided it because I have people trying to talk to me about it. I'm like, nope, away. Uh, there's, there's a lot of Johnny Storms in that movie, Paul. I'm sorry, I spoiled. Oh shit! Oh yeah, oh, he comes shit. back. That yeah. is okay. That is there is something related to that, but I'm not going to say anything about that. We should probably end on that note. Avoid spoilers. Go watch Kenobi and watch Clone Wars. Yeah, go and watch Rebels. it. I haven't it's seen Clone Wars, but watch it. 
That's my endorsement. The Medichlorians demand that you watch it. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. And with that, guys, let's have a good night. All of the music that you have heard is the song Dance Rock off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane. It is licensed under Attribution 4.0 International CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all of the facts that we have screwed up, feel free to email us at laymansguidetothemultiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit us at our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com. <laughs>